Hello and welcome to episode number 144 of Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And, and we're down one. Yes, unfortunately Sarah was not feeling well this morning, uh, so we said, go to bed, we'll do this without you. <laughs> um, she, I think she just took some pain medicine from, from leftover from surgery, that type of pain, so... She yeah, be she'll fine. be she'll be back. She's okay. She, you know, she just she needs to take it easy, and so she'll be back next week. Yes. Well, we hope. So we're not going to promise anything about it <laughs> about life in general. So, uh, but we are here, and we are going to talk about Heather's recent trip to uh, uh, France and Disneyland Paris. She did a river cruise, and then spent some time at Disneyland Paris. So we're going to talk all about that. First, we do have a couple of pieces of Disney news. Not a whole lot this week, but a couple. I of feel things. I'm like I'm kind of happy that it was a slow news week. I feel like it's been like ah so yeah. much so so often that it feels nice, but it's a little quiet. Right. So the first of all, Walt Disney World celebrated its 50th birthday last week. So happy birthday to Walt Disney World. She doesn't look a day over 25. <laughs> no, when she was 25, she had the birthday party castle cake thing. Which I still love. I don't I, care how I many people it. hate it. I, I know it everybody hated it, and I am a real big stickler for I don't want things on the castle. Like, I didn't like that Cinderella bration thing that they had. Um, that they well, were, you, you know, but I liked the little birthday cake. I thought it was I fun. Loved it. I thought it was festive. Yeah. How do you feel about the 50th decorations? I don't really a I, I like I like the color, that pink color that they've painted. I do like that. But I and I like the sparkles and things like that. But I don't love the 50 on the front. So what about like the gold draping? Is that OK? Yeah, I like that. too. OK. OK. Yeah, I like that. too. Now, I haven't seen it in person, just pictures. But, you know, I like it. So for our Disney news, the first thing we have is we found out that with Genie Plus, so if you have any questions about Genie Plus, you can listen to our episode from last week. Um, with Genie Plus, you are going to get one Lightning Lane access per ride. So that means if you want to ride Space Mountain, you can go once with your Genie Plus purchase. So, so okay, now I'm confused. Is this the lightning lane is a, in addition to any reserved times you can get? No, this is just the Genie Plus thing. So the lightning lane or is because the lightning lane you have to pay for separately, correct? Well, the lightning lane, remember, it's just that it's just the it's different rides. It's just well, the lightning lane itself is just the line you go into. It's just the queue. It's just that what they've renamed fat, the fast pass lane, the yes, entrance. but but you have that extra. There are, I don't know what they're calling it. Access. I feel I feel like I'm not understanding this correctly because so you get the Genie Plus and like let's just call that Fast Pass because it's Fast Pass um, or Max Pass. So you get your your Genie Max Pass and you can then go onto the app and schedule yourself a time for Space Mountain or Haunted Mansion or whatever you want to ride. And I can ride Haunted Mansion at from 12 to 1 p.m. But there are certain rides like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that is not included in Genie Plus, correct? Correct. And so in order 
to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train if I don't feel like waiting in a two-hour line. I then have to also purchase Lightning Lane Access in addition to my Genie Plus Max Pass. Yes. Correct? Right. Yes. Now, what we're talking about here is that you're only getting one Max Pass per ride. So, like, if I want to use all of my Genie Max Passes for one day on Space Mountain, I just want to ride it seven times. I can't do that. They're only letting me do it once. Or is this... I, I can do whatever I want with my Genie Max Pass, but now they're also including Lightning Lane access, and I don't have to pay for that separately on different rides. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said it. Why is it so confusing? Are you all out there as confused as I am? It doesn't make sense. And why did we have to rename it Genie Plus? It's Max Pass. They should have made it one name and less confusing. Like, I don't think this Lightning Lane access thing has a name if i'm wrong please correct me on that but i don't think it does so i think that's what's causing confusing too but my understanding is the regular genie plus at 15 at, at walt disney world 15 dollars per person per day you get one ride with that 15 dollars. i mean one one ride on each attraction that it's included in, not just one, not so just one ride. One ride on each attraction. Now you're giving me more restrictions. Like in fa right. with Fast Pass and Fast Pass Plus, if I just wanted to ride Space Mountain three times that day or ten times that day, I could yes. just keep making my my reservations for that. Yep. Now I can't. Now I can only ride it one time a day. That's not fair. And you're that's making me pay for it. That's what it sounds like. How is it? Is anybody else angry about this? I don't like this. I, I haven't. Stop restricting me. It was bad enough that I had to make park pass reservations and dining reservations 180 days in advance. And then I had to do my fast passes 60 days in advance. Can I just go on vacation anymore and relax? <laughs> the one thing I am very happy about with this is that I do not have to pre-plan my fast passes. I, I hated that you know that 60 day window and all of that stuff that was too stressful so agreed i've always liked max pass better than i've liked fast pass plus um i didn't like that i had to pay for it because you know like i've said a million times it gets expensive if you're going with a big group also what if i'm a poor college student and i just don't have an extra $20 a day. I know. But regardless i like that i don't have to plan the fast passes ahead of time but don't tell me that Oh, now you're limited to just one ride on each thing. That's not fair. If yeah. you're going to make me pay for this and I'm paying for the access and I'm paying for the privilege of cutting the line, let me cut the line where I want to cut the line. Yeah. Well, that's that. Is, that's what it is, at least for now. So. Well, I don't accept this. I don't like it. Well, you don't have to because you don't have to use it. You're not required to use it. No, but then you get to wait in line for five hours. Yep. But. Does anybody else think this sounds a little ridiculous? Please, please, in the Facebook group, I, I need to know, email us, whatever. I just want to know if anybody else is as irritated with it with this as I am. Right. I am not, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I also have not seen all of the information yet, which is another issue, but I feel like they need to give us all of the info. That would be nice. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe I stop maybe stop releasing information in trickles like oh right. today we've decided this just get your program together 
and then announce everything. Here's what it is. Here's the cost. Here's when it's going to go on sale. Here's when it's going to start. Why is that so yeah. hard for Disney? Why? You know, I saw a really interesting thing on TikTok the other day. And, you know, of course, I get all of my information from TikTok because that's where I am. But <laughs> somebody said that, you know, everybody is getting all up in arms about Bob Chapek. But the person we really need to be mad at is Josh Tomorrow because Bob Chapek is not in charge of the parks. Josh Tomorrow is. Now, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Bob Chapek hire, you know, makes those hiring. I like Bob Chapek, so I yeah. will have nothing bad to say about him. So, well, Bob, but Bob Chapek, before he was CEO of everything, was the parks guy. And now, and so Josh Tomorrow is now the parks guy. So we should be mad at him. So write your letters to him, not to me, because I can't do anything about it you are aren't you dictator of the parks what happened there? i should be dictator of the parks <laughs> but i am not uh if i was dictator of the parks um there would be you know free pass passes for me and my friends so you have to be my friend to do it so i i don't know i don't know what i would do because that's a lot of responsibility and somebody's going to be mad at you no matter what you do right i mean <laughs> it's true yeah okay let's move on uh, okay, so there's a new Magic Band type thing coming out called Magic Band Plus. Disney so, really loves the plus at the end of everything, yes, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, I think, okay, so this is pretty cool. Now, first of all, let's say regular Magic Band, Magic Band Classic will still be available for purchase if you don't want the, all the plus options. I guess what that means is if you want to pay less money, <laughs> you can have regular Magic Band. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen the price on this Magic Band Plus. I'm sure they haven't released the price. They haven't really released everything that it's going to do either. Right. It's going to be some interactive things. I think something like, uh, something like kind of like the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, if you hold up the card, or or maybe something like the on the cruise line, the Muppets um, scavenger hunt thing. The name is escaping me, but I don't know. I mean, it sounds cool. I can't decide if this is worth paying for until we know what they're going to do like I know they keep saying oh it's going to interact this way or it's going to do special things or it's going to light up like the the fireworks (laughs) what does that mean I don't know Disney likes from working for Disney and being a Disney fan for a long time I have learned that when they come out with something new and they do this giant press release about it what it's actually going to be winds up being very different so until it's in place, I know it comes out in 2022. Um, presumably it'll be ready to go, you know, the first of the year until we see what it actually does. Right. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Right, exactly. Okay, so that being said, speaking of 2022, Guardians of the Galaxy, the coaster at Epcot is going to be opening also in 2022. Now, 2022 is the only date we have. So that could mean could be December thirty first, twenty twenty two. Could mean December thirty first, twenty twenty two. Really means nothing except twenty twenty two. So that's the only information we have on that. <laughs> but sometime next yeah, sometime year, next year. And the biggest, probably the biggest news that came out last uh, last week is they announced the dates for uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. It will be opening on March 1st of 2022. Bookings open for the general public on October 28th. So it's just a couple of weeks ahead. Uh, If you want to go, there's a couple of things you need to know. 
One is the deposit is 20% of the whole price. And the second thing is there are no courtesy holds. If you're ready to book it, you are your travel agent, <laughs> excuse me, has to re be ready right then with your credit card, ready to book. Yeah, and there are early booking windows for um, DVC members, annual pass holders, and Disney Visa card members, um, you know, respectively. So so reach out to your travel agent or, or refer to your emails that you may have gotten for any one of those three things and be ready to go, be ready to book because it's, go it's crazy. It is crazy. From my end, everybody is ready to go. <laughs> it's going to book up fast. I mean... It seems like half the people are like, I cannot go. That's too expensive. And the other half of the people are like, yes, sign me up day one. Well, everybody can't go on day one. So come up with dates that you can go. And remember, this is not just, um, I want to go this week. It is two nights and it is like a cruise. If you want to go um, on these dates, it has to be the, you can't necessarily go on like, it, okay, so it opens on March 1st. You cannot check in on March 2nd. You have to go March 1st or March 3rd or March 5th. It's every two nights. So there yeah. and now over the course of time, they may end up putting longer stays in there or something like that. We don't know that yet, but I would think that they will at some point. Um, I, it's, I guess it all depends on what the experience is set up for, you know, because you do have actors, you do have a, a a loose script that you're going off of. Uh -huh. So until, you know, they kind of get this going and flowing, um, I can't see them extending it just because, you know, there's X amount of things that have yeah, to happen true. in this experience. And so uh, maybe in 2023, but at least for 2022, they have all the dates out. So, right. you know. Right. Exactly. Um, and then it's going to be more expensive at holidays and things like that too so just like a normal cruise or, yep. or vacation so no surprise there you also need to know uh your seating preference what time first or second i don't know what the times exactly are but first seating or second seating uh you also need to um you can book certain things in galaxy's edge 60 days prior to arrival like oga's cantina joy depot savvy's workshop so that's just the same for every. Yeah. Like, and those, they, they can book them, you know, you can, they can book them for you at 60 days. Um, but it's also, it's an additional expense. So, you know, any food or drinks that you would get at Oga's is not included in the price of your Star Cruiser. Any um, costs to make your droid or your lightsaber not included. It's just they're, you know, doing a courtesy booking for you so you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. All right, so coming up next, we are going to talk about Heather's trip to Disneyland Paris. Stay Yay. tuned. Okay. Let's start it's, with... It's vacation time. Yay. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about your uh, river cruise and some of that experience? I think we should focus more on Disneyland Paris because we're a Disney podcast, but I yes. do want to hear some about the river cruise so let's talk about that well let's talk i figured let's start first with what it's like to travel internationally now and i'll just touch on it briefly um because i know there's a lot of people out there wondering one is it possible two is it safe um and yes to both it is possible and it is safe you know but it just all depends on your comfort i will say that going to and from the united states especially coming back home the planes were empty because 
only American citizens can come into the U.S. as of at least when I traveled. I know that they're looking at hopefully changing that soon. So, you know, you can spread out on the planes. I didn't have anybody next to me for any of my legs. It was it was glorious. Um, you know, and um, the one thing I will say is that you do really need to pay attention to the country that you're visiting um, or countries, depending on what type of trip you're doing and what their entry requirements are. So for example, I was going to France and they are now only allowing American citizens that are fully vaccinated and you need to carry your vaccination card with you and you also need to get a um, health pass the, the French call it a pass sanitaire because in their country um, you need to be fully vaccinated to basically do anything whether that is going to a cafe or a museum or um, even just stopping to pick up your coffee you need to have proof of vaccination and so they have a qr code that they use and they are allowing americans to email a certain email address and hopefully you'll get yours in time. If not, you can go to any pharmacy in the city and you know pay $10 and have it converted over to the past sanitaire. So you just got really used to walking into a restaurant, showing it in your pass, having it scanned, and then sitting down. Um, it made me feel really comfortable, actually. I know that there's some people in this country that would be a little, it's a little off-putting that, oh no, I can't do anything unless I'm vaccinated, but going out, knowing that you're with people that are also vaccinated, it's just a really wonderful peace of mind. So things that you have to be aware of when traveling internationally is that other countries have different protocols and policies than us. So please read up on them, double, triple, quadruple, check them, check them now, check them two months before your trip, and then check them again two weeks before. So you know what it is you need. You know, a lot of countries have a lot of paperwork that you have to fill out. You have to attest to where you're going to be in the country so they can let you know if you were in contact with somebody who maybe um, has COVID and coming back into the US, you have to make sure you have you take a negative a COVID test and it has to be negative and it has to be taken within 72 hours of your arrival. And please double check which ones are allowed because it does change. So I guess the takeaway is I felt very, very safe and very, very comfortable. Um, but there's a lot of paperwork to be aware of. Sure. Do your research. Well, this is not, I mean, this is not something that's new, that's new is that you have to have certain vaccines to go to certain countries. I, when I went to Africa, I had to have certain vaccines. When I've traveled, you know, in a lot of places, you have to show different visas or paperwork or things like that. So this is not a new thing that you no, have to be vaccinated. To, I think it's just a places. thing that most people aren't aware of. Like you said, when you went to, um, to Africa, you had to do it. When I went to China, I had to get vaccinated and get a visa. Uh -huh. um, but for the most part, Americans don't have to do that. Now, that is going to be changing for us, having absolutely nothing to do with COVID, but just um, with uh, the European Union. They have changed their policies for American travelers. It was supposed to start in 2021. I believe they're pushing it to 2022, but we will need visas to visit those countries coming mm -hmm. up soon. So um, it's not something that we're used to in this country. We're used to just being able to go mostly anywhere, um, but now we can't. So.
please do your research. I did not feel unsafe when I got to that the country. And in fact, I felt even better than just going wow. around my own city here. But you know, there there's some research involved in it. And so just even if you're going somewhere like a cruise, you have to do your research. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about your cruise then. Um, you went on a river cruise with Alma Waterways. I did. And so for those of you wondering, you may have heard the name before. Ama Waterways is the company that Adventures by Disney partners with for their river cruises. I didn't do an, an ABD this time. I just wanted to go with Ama on their own, um, just to kind of compare the experiences. But I love this company. They're based out of California. They're kind of um, a smaller river cruise company, but they're they're really luxury. Their ships are among the most beautiful on the rivers. The food is phenomenal. Um, they get all sorts of different awards and accolades for their their menus. Um, and the staff is just so nice. Like, you know, when you all go on a, an ocean cruise, like you, you get used to your servers and whatnot. It's just kind of amplified on a river cruise because you're it's so small and there's only so many um places to go on board and so many restaurants that you just you really feel like a little family halfway through your cruise yeah that's great um when i went on adventures by disney to the galapagos we had a tiny little ship and it wasn't a river cruise because it was an ocean but it was a very small thing like that and uh same type of thing we knew everybody and it was also Adventures by Disney. So we knew most of the people that, well, we knew all the people that were on the adventure, but then we got to know the other people on the ship too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. nice. Um, I will say just for my comparison, I I personally love river cruises. I wish I would have started, started to take them earlier because you get to go to some really great destinations, but um, they are very much geared towards older travelers. I was literally the youngest on my cruise by about 15 to 20 years, which I don't mind. I love the oldies. I love traveling with them. Um, and so it doesn't bother me. But if you are looking to travel with a family, there's only two river cruises that you should be looking at. And that's with Adventures by Disney. And the other is Talc Connections. Um, on the waterways, all the other ones, very, very, very much geared towards the older traveler. There's not as much um, like active things like there. And don't get me wrong, you can be active on them. There's plenty of biking excursions, um, hiking, strolling. There's a lot of exercise classes. There's gyms that you can use, um, but they are geared towards an older traveler. So if you're trying to travel with 10 year olds or eight year olds, this is not for them. This is not for them. You should only be looking at ABD or TAUC, period, the end, because they would not have a good time. And why would you spend all of this money um, to not have a good time? Because it is, it's pricey. River cruises are pricey. Um, they're a lot pricier than an ocean cruise, but you get a lot more included. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to, to note, too. I mean, obviously, ask your travel agent which would be good for you because it's not just just about the price it's about what is the best fit for your family or your group of people so so we did um the Seine river cruise which i had been wanting to do for a long time i haven't made it onto the Seine yet um and i loved it it started and ended in paris so really easy closed loop um you know you just board in one place and get off in another so you don't have to worry about 
different flight itineraries. But then we went up into Normandy, which was absolutely beautiful this time of year. The weather was perfect. You're in all of these tiny little villages and like fishing ports. And oh gosh, it's just, ah, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. The food was phenomenal. Um, we did do a day up at the D-Day landing beaches, which was very somber. You know, it took a lot out of you, um, but I think it's something everybody should see, um, you know, what these these young men and even some women did on that day and these beaches that they had to struggle up and, and then what they had to go through after they finally took the beaches and they had to go into these hedgerows and these cities and my goodness, it's just, it's something that everybody should see. And it was very somber, but very powerful. Um, but other than that, it was mostly just these really charming little French villages with lots of cheese and wine and beautiful views and adorable little shops. And if I could move there tomorrow, I would in a heartbeat. Okay, awesome. All right, so let's move on to Disneyland Paris. And the first piece of information I want to know is why was the castle closed? And you could not say hi to the dragon. <laughs> because Disneyland Paris is stupid. Um, <laughs> no. Disney <laughs> I'm first going to say that Disneyland Paris, I'm just going to say it. Come at me. I don't care. It's the most beautiful of any of the Disney parks. It's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's quaint. It's charming. It, there is no other Disney park that is as nice as this one. Period. Full stop. Um but I was disappointed because the castle was completely under construction, um, as was a lot in Paris, actually. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with the Olympics. They are scheduled to have the Olympics in just under three years. And so Paris is in full swing, making everything beautiful, getting everything ready, everything painted, everything up to date. Um, so I think it had a lot to do with that, which was so frustrating because I wanted to see the dragon again. Um, and I wanted Justin to see the dragon. But now it just means I will have to go back yes. again. Um, okay, so... All right, so that's that's disappointing, but that's okay. You will go back. Uh, so let's do some spoiler-free talks about uh, some of the rides, attractions, and then we'll talk about restaurants. Perfect. Okay, so, well, you know when we were there, the two things that I really, really wanted to see and we didn't get to was Phantom Manor and Crush's Coaster because mm -hmm. they were both closed when we were there. Um, so I was really excited to get to do those this time. I think I rode Phantom Manor like 20 times. And I <laughs> I will say it lives up to the the rumors, the the talk, the buzz, whatever you will, that it is the best haunted mansion in the world. I think I, I'm not going to compare Mystic Manor in Hong Kong to this because I don't think you can really call Mystic Manor a haunted mansion because there's not a grim grinning ghost to be seen. There's really nothing to do with ghosts because that culture does not believe in the afterlife. Um, so out of like the traditional haunted mansions, Phantom Manor is hands down the best. It's you've been on it, right? Mm -hmm. I have, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's located in um, Frontierland in Disneyland Paris. So it looks very different than what we're used to. Um, you know, it's old Westy and, uh, oh, they have a ghost that hides in the window that I found mm -hmm. on my last day there. I'm so excited. And then the shutters kind of like 
you know, move every once in a while, like they'll like go in and out or they'll hang a little bit lower. Like you really have to pay attention to this building. Like it's just, it's so cool. We and recently then, uh, watched the the thing on Disney Plus called like Behind the Attractions, I think is what it's called. Oh my gosh, I haven't watched that yet. I totally forgot and about there it. there is one, yeah, there is one on the Haunted Mansion and they do mention Phantom Manor and one reason that it is in frontier land and i thought that was really fascinating so. don't tell me because now i have to go watch it i that is on my list and i just don't watch enough tv to get to it but yeah. i will now it's I, a good show it's a good show. I, I feel like i'm going to be obsessed with it i just forgot it existed so now i know what i'm doing this afternoon but um i so i'm not going to give any spoilers but like i remember getting on it and it like um you know, and we're still COVID protocols here. So everybody has to wear masks no matter where you are in Disneyland Paris. Inside, outside, doesn't matter. Everybody's still social distancing, which is a lot. Like the French don't understand that. They don't understand social distancing. They don't care. Nobody pays attention to the signs. But inside the Haunted Mansion um, or in Phantom Manor, they space you out in the stretching room. So you still get the pre-show without like walking through like we did here during right. um, COVID times. Um, but you, you know, it kind of starts out like Disneyland's haunted mansion, and I'm sitting there going, okay, what? Like, I don't understand why this is so good. Like, even the the soundtrack that they supposedly say, like, you, it's not overpowering. You can't hear it. And then you get to the end of Phantom Manor, and it gets a little twisted. <laughs> and instead of going into the graveyard with like the happy haunts, you're in a crypt, and then you're somewhere else. And there's like, it's it's a little it's a little scary and a little yes. twisted and a little creepy. And I loved it. I got so excited. I, I wrote it 20 times just because. Um, and then there's also a graveyard to the side of it. Like we have, you know, like the, the few graveyards at, at, at our haunted mansions. Um, but the French are a lot cooler than we are in America. So like if you take some time to kind of walk over to the graves and read them, things are a little kinky they're talking about affairs and who killed who and why they killed who and what's the master doing with the maid and i'm like this would never fly in states but it's so odd like it's just like a fun little story um that you would only know by going and, and playing through the, the little nice. graveyard nice. so that was my favorite ride I, I did space mountain again we had done that before i love space mountain that might be I don't think it's better than Disneyland Space Mountain, but it's pretty cool because it's the only Space Mountain that goes up and right. out of the building. It's the only Space Mountain that goes upside down. Mm -hmm. um, they do have the permanent hyperspace mountain overlay, which oh, I don't yeah. love, but whatever. I'm, I'm not really there to pay attention to Star Wars. I'm just there to ride Space Mountain. <laughs> uh, I like their... <laughs> their big thunder we wrote it i wrote it a few times again this time and it took me until my third ride this time to realize that when i'm in the pitch black because there's two areas where it's just pitch black that you're going in a tunnel into another part of the ride <laughs> well if you look it's in the main part the main uh ride is on an island so you are going from the entrance which is there in the main part of frontierland and then you're going underneath the water and up mm -hmm. to the island. And the main ride is on the and, island. So, and yeah. the island looks like what our Big Thunder looks like in Florida, yes. except it's on an island. And I swear, like, I don't know. I just, like, it didn't pay. I didn't pay attention to where I was boarding the ride and where the ride was actually going. And I was like, oh, I get it. That's a tunnel. Um, yeah. 
but I love it. I love their big thunder. They kind of have the ending that Disneyland has. It's super long compared to the ones we have out here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what about what did you think of Crush's Coaster? Oh, I loved Crush's Coaster. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I only wrote it once because, um, like we had talked about, Disneyland Paris did away with fast passes long right. before. Um, genie plus was announced here um and for whatever reason it, it does not have premiere access which is well, so didn't it but uh crushes coaster at least when i was there uh i don't know when 2009 2010 now it did not have a fast pass at line at that time which either. makes no sense because it's the only ride in either park while i was there that had any significant weight like right. i was just lucky enough that um like the most I waited, I think, was twenty minutes for anything other yeah. than Crush's coaster. Like there were just no wait. I believe we only rode it once as well, uh, it, because same thing. There was a really long line, and there was no fast pass for it. Um, and it could have, it could have been down at another time we tried or something. I don't remember exactly, but I, I really enjoyed that ride. It's basically, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's basically a ride on the EAC. It's yeah, what you're. What you're doing so the coolest freaking thing like i yeah. get so i was monitoring wait times on the app all day and i'm like is it gonna go down i don't know and it wasn't going down and finally it got to 65 minutes i'm like i guess we'll get in line because i can't not ride this i don't yeah. want to wait an hour but like what else am i gonna do so we got in line it wound up only being 45 minutes so not okay. Incredibly awful. Um, I would have ridden it 10 more times. It's just the line, you know, I didn't want to wait in line. It's so much fun. And I didn't know what to expect, but it's, you know, it's it's a roller coaster, but not like a scary roller coaster. But you don't know what's coming, really. Yeah. Like you're you're going up, you're going down, you're going around, you're and it, like you you can't tell which way you're gonna wind up facing, and it's the coolest thing, and then it's not projection like a lot of Disney rides tend to be now. It's all practical. And so like you're going through the ocean, you're going underwater, you go, it's so much fun. Um, and what I thought was the cutest is that you go outside for maybe three seconds, but like I like being able to watch people as they're doing it. And this way you get an idea of what you're in for once you get on the ride. It, it, it was fantastic. I wish we had something like that you know, stateside. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. And then, of course, I rode uh, the Rat Remy's Ratatouille Adventure because it's the original and I knew, you know, I would be going to Disney World soon. So I wanted to see and compare. Um, and it's really cute. It's just a cute ride. I think a lot of people have kind of gotten the wrong impression of it over here because, you know, it was such a hype for so long and then it didn't open last year. And everybody kind of expected it to be this big e-ticket ride, which it's not. It's just, no. it's just it's a cute. charming little ride. And yeah. for what it is, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, I also appreciate the trackless system, which is something that we're starting to get stateside. But, you know, it's been in the international parks for years yeah. and years and years. Um, so it's nice to finally see stuff like that coming yeah. home. Um, I agree. I, I, I mean, I think everything should be trackless. Um, that's my, I mean, right? unless it's a roller coaster, you do kind of need the track there, but, um, like Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo Dizzy is absolutely amazing. And if, if you're trying to compare it to the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, either here, either in Florida or in California, you can't, it's just not the same thing. So I think I'm excited for another trackless ride. So, yeah, yeah. me too. Um, I, 
I guess I should say that there's two theme parks over at Paris, um, Disneyland Park and then Disney Studios, which is kind of an homage to to Hollywood Studios. But so you're going to see some things that are familiar, like the Tower of Terror is there. Um, you know, you enter through a giant sound stage. Um, but that's kind of really where the similarities stop. They did have a tram tour. We did that when we were there. They took it away. They cut it by about 90%. It's just a short little tram right now. And they themed it after cars. Um, and it's cute. It's not anything that I would say, oh, we have to go on. You have to see this. But if you have cars fans in the family, um, it's nice. It's also the second Toy Story Land that was ever created. So um, yeah, no. Hong Kong King first and then Paris. Well, um, I'm assuming you did not ride the racer, the oh, RC no. car racer. No, Justin wanted to. And I'm like, I'm not going on that. I did that once and I remember yeah. how much I yeah. hated it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, So like we have Slinky Dog Dash in Florida. They have they have a slinky dog ride, but it's really just kind of like, you know, one of those Himalayas type rides that from your it's you cute. Know, county fair. It's cute. It's fun. Yeah. Nothing crazy. But instead of slinky dog dash, they, their thrill ride is RC. I don't know if it's RC racers, but it has something to do with RC car. Yeah. And it's basically just a big, like U shaped and you go up and back, like almost like a pirate ship ride, yeah, like except pirate you're, ship ride. you're not swinging. You're like driving up and then driving back. And it's like that, None of us liked it. Yeah. I don't like Tower of Terror because of that feeling in your stomach where it just drops out from under you. So we went on that and I just remember the whole time going, please let it be over. Why isn't it over? Please stop. Please stop. I feel like most people would like it. I hated it. Um, What else? What else? I'm just trying to think um, ride wise. Oh, I obviously went on Alice's Curious Labyrinth, which is not a ride, but is my favorite attraction at um, Disneyland there. Um, it's basically a big maze themed after the cartoon Alice in Wonderland, which is the only way it should be. I'm looking at you, Shanghai, um, whose maze is themed after the stupid movie that's unacceptable. Um, but it, it it's a real maze. Like, you really get lost in it, which is fun because it takes you, like, a good half an hour to go through it. Um Gosh, what else? I feel like I did so much there and now I can't think of any of it. But yeah, it's you have to go. There's so many fun rides, even ride, rides that we don't have here and even rides that we do. They're different and they're worth checking out. Okay, so we'll touch on food really quickly. Um, I hate, there's no breakfast options at Disneyland Paris. We ran into this the last time we were all there. Um, they there's really no quick service for breakfast and the ones that there are are just you get a croissant a coffee or a tea and an orange juice and that's it um so there are you know a couple of like buffets or there were they weren't open when i went because covid ruined them but i will say that if you are staying at a disney resort just prepay to have the breakfast included in your reservation. It's all you can eat in normal times. It will be a buffet, um, but it's really the only way to get a good um, a breakfast at Disneyland Paris. Also, the wait times for the breakfast at the hotel are forever because they're French and they just take their time getting you in. Um, <laughs> so that's something to just plan for. Expect to wait to get into breakfast, but do the hotel breakfast, otherwise you won't have anywhere to eat, really. Um, but otherwise, the food is fantastic, as you would expect, because they're French and they just know how to cook. So even though I'm vegan, 
I didn't think that I was going to have a lot of choices, but oh my goodness, there were so many choices for plant-based eating there. I was so impressed with them. Um, I had, you know, yes, there's burgers, veggie burgers and things like that. Um, but you know, they have these really great salads. And then if you're eating at any of the sit down restaurants, the food is a whole other level, you know, plant-based or not. Um, I think I had, oh, I ate at, okay. So I ate at the hotel. I'll talk about this first, the, the Manhattan restaurant at the hotel, New York, and it's themed, it's Italian themed because that's the food they do best in New York. And they, I had this really wonderful vegan pesto. Um, but Justin had a lasagna that was out of this world. Like the food is just mind blowing. And they also, you can order a la carte or you can do menus and they have two or three different menus, which are pre-fee and you would pick, you know, your, your entree, your appetizer, all of that. But let's talk about, um, the Ratatouille restaurant. So we went to Shea oh, Remy and this was the one thing we didn't get to do when we all went and I knew I had to do it when I went back. So I made my dining reservation three months in advance and oh gosh, it's the cutest, cutest restaurant. I'm, you're shrunk down to the size of Remy and basically you're eating at his restaurant that it, he creates at the end of the movie. Um, so, you know, the chairs are made out of champagne corks and the light fixtures are, are giant forks and it's just, it's so That's cute. Great. Um, you know, and then they have the giant Gusto cookbook, and then there's like they have a giant salt shaker with big giant flowers stuck in it as like some of the decor, and it's just really, really cute. And they make the booths out of giant plates. Um, but the food, the food was so good, it was delicious, and everything served with a little ratatouille because you have to. Um, but I had this tofu veggie dish that was just oh my gosh I ate the entire thing it was so flavorful um I Justin got some kind of baked fish a baked white fish that came over ratatouille and mashed potatoes with like this butter sauce that was incredible um I had whatever their vegan soup was it was like carrot and and, and sweet potato or something like everything was just phenomenal and of course being France, everything is served with baguettes. And if you finish your baguette, they will bring you more baguette because that's how you're supposed to have, like that's what life should be, is just please bring me more baguettes. Um, so those were the two big restaurants I did this time. Everything else was kind of just snacking and, and quick service. Um, and then I, I did have to stop and go to Earl of Sandwich because what you must do <laughs> there's an earl of sandwich however much like last time when we were all there they do not have the holiday sandwich it's right. very depressing oh well all right and then you stayed at i stayed at the hotel new york so when the three of us went last time we were at newport bay club which i still love um but the hotel new york recently underwent a whole big refurbishment um being themed to the art of Marvel, not Marvel itself, but more the actual drawing and comic books and how the characters are created. Um, and it only just reopened in August. I, honestly, it was open two weeks before I went there because COVID ruins everything. Yeah. Uh, is it still called Hotel New York? It is called Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. So it okay. is the Hotel New York. We just have, you know, a little by a tagline now. Um, and I will say, knowing that we had been there before and we had seen what it looked like, this refurbishment is 
mind-blowing. They did such a fantastic job. Um, And just knowing what we talked about in the Patreon Extra last week and what we thought of the contemporary, like, I really need all of the U.S.-based Imagineers to come over here and look at this. It was... Now, this is a mid-range, moderate hotel at Disneyland Paris. They're most expensive is the Disneyland hotel. Um, and this is just mid range, but seeing what they did here, you feel like you're at a deluxe resort. It is dark. It is moody. It is sexy while still being happy and loud and family oriented. It feels very much like New York of the 1930s when Marvel was created. Um, they have two bars off of the, the lobby. One is called the skyline bar, which is very much like skyline on the Disney Cruise Line. So they have a whole wall of um, video screens that are meant to be windows overlooking the skyline of New York City. And, you know, and as the, as correlating in real time, so as the the sun is setting outside in the real world, the sun is setting on the video screens. But what is cool is that they have your Marvel friends coming to stop by every oh, cool. you know, five or 10 minutes. So like maybe like Tony Stark's jet comes you know flying into because they have the avengers headquarters in like put into the skyline um so every 15 minutes or so spidey comes swinging by um sometimes iron man comes flying by so it's just like a fun little nod but then in the meantime when that's not happening you feel like you are at a very swanky new york city lounge um the the lobby has different um a ton of Marvel artwork. Um, it almost feels Las Vegasy, the lobby, um, in that behind the check-in desk, they have giant video screens of Marvel artists illustrating different comic books and drawing the characters. Um, the rooms and the hallways are gray and black and white, which sounds like it would be dark, but it's not. And then you get into your hotel room and it's the, the rooms there are very big anyway, but they have made it really warm and cozy with this color scheme. And there's a whole like dark black mirrored wall that hides the TV. So when you push power, the TV comes on in um, your room and it's hello, Ms. Corson. And, and it gives you all the information you could want for your stay. But then you can also turn on and watch TV. Um, you know, they have what not Keurig. What's the other one that comes with the little cups? Like the fancy, the fancy coffee machine. Yeah. Whatever the fancy, the uh, Nespresso. Nespresso. They have Nespresso machines with like little Marvel um, cups to put your your coffee and espresso. It's espresso because it's France. Um, They have like little Marvel soaps in the bathroom. Um, But other than that, you're not hit over the head. It's very classy. It's very subtle. Um, I had a a garden terrace room, which meant I was on the first floor and instead of opening up just windows, I had my own little private patio. So I got to sit out and kind of just watch the world go by every morning. Um, They also have, um, they have two really cool programs. One is, oh gosh, I can't remember the names now, but one, it's basically a Spider-Man meet and greet and you can schedule it ahead of time through the app. Uh, And I, there's, it's not like here where you have to do it right away. I could have done one that morning and gotten in, but like it's an interactive Spider-Man meet and greet, which is really cool. And they do different photos where like magic shots happen and you get to meet Spidey. So if you have little superhero fans, that's a big deal. Um, I didn't do that because I don't really care, Um, but it looked a lot of fun. And then they also have, um, I'm gonna call it the Marvel Academy, but that is not the official name, but they have drawing classes either for kids or adults and they will 
you know, you could pop in at any time and color and draw and create, but throughout the day they have a schedule of classes so you can come and learn to draw Marvel characters. That's cool. uh, which is awesome because I used to love, um, you know, the Animation Academy at Hollywood Studios. So it's nice to see that they have it over here. Um, and then out front, they the hotel looks exactly the same as it did when we were there, but they've put giant Marvel statues. So there's Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and Black Panther. So if you're a Marvel fan, even if you're not a Marvel fan, this is the hotel you should be staying at right now. Um, normally, I would say it's the Disneyland Hotel, but it's currently closed for refurbishment. So until that reopens, this is the hotel you should be looking at because it is the second closest hotel to the park. You only have about a seven minute walk from your hotel to the theme parks. And I mean, this this refurbishment is just stunning. It is yeah. absolutely stunning. Uh, my only complaint. I stayed there when uh, my first trip, but it was not Marvel themed. It was New York themed, and they had a. It was November when we were there, so they had all the Christmas stuff out, and they did have ice skating out front. Oh, so, that's like cute. That type of thing up. I hope so. I mean, there was a lot of nods to New York too. It wasn't all about Marvel. Like, like I was, I started to say that there's two bars off the lobby. One is that Skyline Bar. The other one is called the Bleecker Street Lounge, which if you know anything about New York, um, Bleecker Street is where my favorite pizza place happens to be located. It's down in the village. Um, and so it, it was just like this nice little lounge that did coffee in the morning. Um, you could grab um, some food to eat outside or they did, you know, cocktails in the evening. It wasn't always open though. I don't know what the rhyme or reason is. Um, there's two restaurants there. There's the Manhattan restaurant, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but both of them do the breakfasts in the morning. Um, I would say I have two complaints about the hotel, and it's, eh, I mean, they're fairly logical complaints. There's no coffee shop or place to grab something quick to eat in the morning. So, you know, if you're planning to go and be in the park at opening, you have to be up at breakfast like 10 minutes before it opens to get to your table. Like, there's nothing to do just quick food or if you just want like a quick dinner there's nothing to do and then the second complaint is the same complaint sarah and i had when we were at the newport bay club which is that there is no air conditioning i mean there's air conditioning <coughs> excuse me but not good air conditioning i basically sweated the entire time i was there yeah, yeah. so All just right. prepare for it they don't have ac like we're used to in the states okay good to know all right so that, that's it. That's right. Disneyland Paris. Did I, I feel like I could have talked for hours about this. So if there's something that you specifically want to know, whether it's about Paris, the river cruise, Disneyland Paris, if you have specific questions or you just want me to talk more about it, you can email me at Heather at Disney Park Princess, put it in the Facebook group, email info at Disney Park Princess. Like I'm happy to talk about something that I may have missed if it's important to you. Okay. Good info. And I did bring home the Disneyland champagne again, of course. I know. That I'm <laughs> the most jealous of that I didn't get that because that was my favorite. So, okay. Um, all right. That will do it for us now. Uh, we are going to have uh, be back next week, hopefully with Sarah. I don't know what we're going to talk about. So. It's a surprise, guys. It's a surprise, surprise all around. <laughs> um, but coming up next on the Patreon Extra, we are going to talk about Halloween and some of the things that we're doing, some of the things that the Disney parks are doing. Um, and if you want to hear that, you can 
go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess and you can support us at the five, ten, two, I know it's two, five, and ten dollars, but we have we have a couple that do more than that, and for that we are super grateful for that. Um and we will be back next week. Be sure to interact on our Facebook group, which is getting so much um interaction and we absolutely love it. And be sure to, you know, do that all whole thing that they say on YouTube, like and subscribe, even though we're not doing a whole lot with YouTube <laughs> right now. So um we will be back next week and we will see you then. Bye. Bye.